Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Barry Goldman. Barry is a results-oriented genomic scientist that builds next-generation platforms for breakthrough discovery. Whoa, Barry, (laughs) how cool is that? Oh, uh, well, we, we try to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> In the genome space. Okay, so tell us, what does that mouthful that I just said uh, mean? Yeah. So, so the, the last 20 years have brought a revolution in understanding, you know, what is our world really about? What are all these uh, organisms, microbes, fungi that are out there? What, 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 what's in them? And then how can we learn from their genomes what they do? And, and more importantly, what's out there that we could use to better humanity? And that's like really, that. that's, that's really that's what we're trying to. Today. <laughs> that's why we're here today is, is how can we use the resources that have been provided by Earth to, uh, to make the Earth a better place? And so not make plastics. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not planning on making any plastics. No, that We've is got not. enough of that. <laughs> I think it's possible we have enough of that. No, that's right. So your company is Pluton, correct? Yeah, Pluton Biosciences. And um, you, what do you guys do there? What are you working on these days? Well, the biggest thing we're working on right now is we're trying to develop groups of organisms, microbes, that take CO2 out of the atmosphere and put it into the soil. And that does two things. It's to, it's to remove literally millions of tons of CO2 from the atmosphere. And while that's bad in the atmosphere, if you take that and convert that to sugars, which CO2 can be converted by certain microbes and plants, it enriches the soil. And so it makes for healthier soils, which makes for better crops and better food. So the overall idea is to remove the CO2 from the atmosphere that's causing climate change right. and make healthier soil to feed the world. Dang, and we do have an issue with our, our food is not as nutritious as it used to be because of the soil. We have way too much CO2 in the air, which mm-hmm. is an, obviously an issue. But, and it, I mean, and we, we like, you know, when we breathe, <laughs> we create CO2, so it's not like right. we can stop breathing. You know, there's there's some issues around all of it. Help me as a non-scientist person, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to guess I have some non-scientist listeners. Help me understand how do you get the CO2 from the air and put it back into the soil? I yeah. can't even fathom this. Yeah, so it turns out there's a trillion species of microbes in the world. There's literally trillions out there of different kinds of microbes, and they do all sorts of things. And um, what we're able to do is we're able to find a few rare microbes that actually photosynthesize just like plants. Okay. So they photosynthesize and photosynthesis is the process of using sunlight and CO2 and converting that into sugar. Yeah. And so yeah. these microbes basically we we and and we know they're not they're 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 benign microbes. Turns out most microbes are benign, but we know the ones that are bad. So we, we hear about COVID and we say, oh, microbes are bad. That's not really true. Not for all. No, not for all. Okay. In fact, most microbes are very benign. And a lot of photosynthetic microbes do exactly that, is to find not very benign photosynthetic microbes. And what they do is as they grow, they pull CO2 out of the atmosphere, convert it into sugar, and put that into the soil. 
Is there a magical machine that makes this happen? Or? No, actually, they just grow. That's basically it. We provide inputs. So in a laboratory, we provide what we call inputs. So inputs are air and water and, uh, and light. Okay. So you need energy, you need CO2, and you need water. So those are the inputs. And when you do, they just grow. And we have them in the lab. They'll grow on plates. They'll grow in liquid. And now we're trying to grow them on, on, on farmer soil. And so by putting it all over the soil, they can just yeah, grow as yeah. a biomass, just like um, we call them a microbial cover crop. Okay. Okay. And plant cover crops have actually been around for thousands of years. Growers said, oh, well, I, I don't want my soil to, to run away. And so I'll put this crop between my corn. I'll put, maybe I'll put alfalfa on there and that will keep soil from running away. Yeah. It's like that, except that um, it's, it's expensive to grow alfalfa. And then when alfalfa is done, it's kind of a weed. And so, so farmers, sometimes I'll call them farmers and sometimes I'll call them growers, um, will go out with machinery and they have to remove it, so it becomes very expensive. Yeah, yeah. And as a consequence, only 5% of the land has a cover crop. Now, 100% of the land farmers have in, in this country, that's 300 million acres, if, if all of that was used with cover crops, that would be great. But, but a lot of farmers don't do that because it's too expensive. What we're trying to do is provide a product that is so inexpensive that the that a farmer would just say, well, that would make sense. That My could, farm would right. be better, and this is so inexpensive that it will be it'll be no big deal. That is fascinating. So what what drew you to this? What you know, like what was the thing that, that you said, I, I gotta make this happen? Yeah. Well, I have four children. Okay. And uh been following climate change for about 20 years. And um, you know, just I don't know if I'm, I tend to be naive about the world. I said, well, everybody sees the problem. Why don't we fix this? I, okay, Barry, I'm with you on this one. I do the same thing. I be, I'm like, oh, well, this is obviously happening. We need to do something about it. Yeah. And then you get, you, you just get very surprised at people that are like, no. Mm, mm, and what, do you have your head in the sand? <laughs> it's kind of obvious something's yeah, up. Yeah, no, that's you know, right. If you've lived long enough, especially. Yeah. I think that we, I mean, you, I think back to when I was a child, mm -hmm. whether everything's different. It's yeah. very different. It's Yeah, it's, it's very, very different. We're seeing it in, in massive forest fires in Australia and California. We're seeing heat waves in, uh, in, in the Seattle area and the Vancouver area in the Northwest that that are unprecedented. And they're not ready for it. They have, they exactly. do not have air conditioning. I was just in Spain this past May and it, they're not set up with, you know, their central air. So they're all buying these boxes now to put into their exactly. uh, windows because it's so hot. Yeah. And, and the climate change itself has, has multiple effects besides just, you know, how uncomfortable we are and it actually reduces the amount of yields. So for every degree of increase in climate change in, in, the, in the world, you get 5 to 10% decreases in the amount of food, what's called yield, oh, that's produced. Okay. So we're trying to feed 10 million people up from about close to 8 billion to about 10 billion people by 2050. Oh and we're trying gosh. to do it while we... We, you know, while we decrease the amount of, of uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And so, you know, you know, you asked me earlier, how did we come to this? And it was the idea like, 
well, nobody else is doing this. Why don't we figure out how to do it? And so it's been something I've been thinking about, you know, just how would you do, just sort of thinking through the ideas, how would I do this? How would I do this? And, um, and uh, we, we actually started about a year and a half ago with some ideas about how to approach this. How can we find uh, microbes? And I've been working in microbiology for 25 years, thinking about, and, and we really have a mantra about this, is if you can imagine it, a microbe has already solved it. And so ah. if you start with that premise and you say, there are microbes out there that can solve this. And so we said, but how do we find them? They're gonna be rare. How would we find these interesting and unique microbes? And we say, well, we want them to grow with, eventually, with just air and water and sunlight. And so we just said, okay, let's find microbes that grow with just air and water and sunlight, a few other tricks. I love how you make this sound so easy. We're yeah. just going to find them. And, <laughs> and that's what we did. And we just, and we found some, we found three groups that did this, and they're called consortia or groups of microbes. Okay. Consortia is the, is the technical name for them. And uh, so we have a, a few microbes that grow together and they like growing together. They come from a single soil. So they already, you know, developed and evolved into that growing together and they sort of know each other in that sense. And so now we just say we're asking them to work together to solve this very complex problem. That is amazing. And, you know, I mean, I, I read... I read what's going on and it, it's, it hurts my heart. I mean, I read something the other day about how all of a sudden, you know, the regular little crabs that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the guys that go out and fish for the crabs so that, you know, we've got something to put on our plate, they can't find them. Yeah. There's like a whole areas where they're just gone. Yeah. And, you know, and you're thinking, oh my God, how, how do we not realize how we've gotten here? And we got to get scooting on all this. I love that you're doing this. I love that you're doing this. Does the, can you see this soil cover or is it invisible to the eye? No, actually they, um, so we have different, different forms. Some of them form a green mat. Okay. And some of them form a little brown mat. If you, um, we, if you grow them in a, in a test tube or a flask, you can see it very clearly. They're right. They're, sometimes they're actually... In our laboratory, um, we have a shaker, and they're purple and green and orange and brown. I mean, really? it just looks like a whole, uh, you know, a whole rainbow of colors. But the ones that that work the best, we've we've picked down to just a couple that work the best, and and one of them is very bright green, and the other one's kind of a reddish brown, and that's the pigments that that absorb sunlight. Gotcha. That's what you're seeing. Oh, how cool! And so, as a farmer or mm -hmm. a grower. Mm -hmm. um, what does it look like? Do I do I buy a can of it? Or, you know? Yeah. Well, so we're, we're we're still getting there. Gotcha. Um, so it, normally it would be it would be sort of in a can, um, you know, it basically in a jug. Really coming in a okay. jug, right? And so then we'd we'd uh, you you would put it onto what's called a spreader, and yeah. then and then you'd go through the field, you drag it with your tractor, and you'd put it out onto the field itself. And so we're very early in this. We're actually doing our so. It takes. It can take a couple of years to, from an idea into lab, test oh, in the field for a couple of years, and imagine. then sell it. We're hoping to be selling our first product in two years, so 2024. Um, but so we're testing this year, and we're testing more next year to make sure everything is exactly what we think it is. Okay. Because um, one thing we've realized, and I spent 25 years in the agriculture business, is no matter what you see in the lab, the farm is very different, um, and it's just not. It's not the same. And you just, it, 
it, you can have the best idea and prove it in the laboratory and then you take it out to the field and it just says, nope, that's not what's, that's not going to work. And so I, mean, I can imagine though, because you're with the elements, I exactly. mean, you know, that's what they're up against all the time is yeah. how much rain, how much sun, how, you know, what's this going to look like? This exactly. Year? Exactly. Yeah. So I was telling you how I took my daughter out to Denver and just driving out mm -hmm. and seeing all these farms and, you know, and I was just thinking how different farmers, I mean, farmers feel like they have to be chemists and scientists and, and what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they have to know their, their fields. They have to literally make hundreds of decisions every year about what's, what they're going to grow, how they're going to grow it, how they're going to grow the next best technology. Um, and then what's the weather going to be like for this year? Right. And then what is there, what's in their soil? And so, yeah, all of those things, you know, a, a farmer has to have that integrated into, into what they're seeing. And so we're now asking them, okay, here's one more decision to make. And, yeah. uh, and so some of the questions. This could be an awesome decision. Well, well, we hope so. Um, yeah, but, to, but, you know, one of the things we're trying to do over the next couple of years and saying, okay, well, sorry, let's say you had this. W would you buy it? Where would you put it? Right. How would you see that it had value for you? Um, you know, how would you get into the carbon market? So there's there's a, what's called a nascent carbon market where people are buying credits to put CO2 into the atmosphere. Okay. So a lot of companies like United Airlines and Microsoft are saying, we want to be carbon neutral. And one of the ways they do, they do this, and actually this was just on John Oliver last week. I was just going to hear John Oliver. I just watched this no, myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, go, let's and hear it, it. And it. And so a lot of it is buying trees and, and doing trees, which is great. Trees right. are very stable. We need trees. Until there's a forest fire. Yeah. And now the trees are, now what you've put into carbon is now back up in the atmosphere. And so there's some issues with trees, and I, I'm, not against, I'm not against trees. Trees are part of the solution. Right. And what we're doing is part of the solution. We need a holistic way to do this. I can't solve holistic, right? But I can solve, or at least try to solve what we're trying this to do today. Part. Yeah. And does and and does this work for any crop, or is there only certain kinds of crops? Or yeah, great question. So it, it can work on any field. So that's really what we're trying to do. There are um, other products that are trying to come out there to help, oh, this will help corn or, or this will help something else. We're trying to make our, our product so agnostic and go at any field at any time. Awesome. Great right. word, by the way. So, I mean, I just like the way you used it. Okay, so tell us where to find out more about you. So we are uh, at uh, Pluton Biosciences is the company, and uh, we have a website, um, plutonbio.com. So... Um, Right. And uh, so that's that's the easiest way to find us. All right. I have questions now. Okay, have, please. Go I have ahead. kind of fun questions. All right. So my first question has to do with what you're doing. And I, I was, you know, I always kind of stalk my guests a little bit. All right. Um, and I came across something radical, R-A-D-I-C-L-E, because yeah. I'm used to other kind of radical. Right. Radical soil and carbon challenge. Yeah. Tell so, us about this. Yeah. So that was, um, so uh, the Radical is a venture capital firm. Okay. And every year they hold a challenge where all these companies apply and compete for the first prize. And, and this year's competition was for the most innovative product company that could address soil health uh, and address carbon change, uh, climate change, excuse me, climate change. 
And, uh, and there were 150 companies applied and uh, from 40 different countries, and we won. So we oh were the first gosh, place in that. Oh, cool. It, it was very cool. Um, we were out in San Francisco to, um, to compete with these other companies, really, you know, and, and all of them were phenomenal companies. All of them, we, we were ecstatic just to be compared to all of them. Exactly. And, and, and to see all the different, they're called pitches, um, how each of them present, which is roughly 20 minutes or so. And, and the judges ask questions and the judges are knowledgeable in climate change and farming and, and practices and what are the impacts. And um, it, was a, it was a very, very cool day to spend out there to kind of meet all these folks and see these great companies and to be considered, you know, by, by the radical team as the best was, you know, that was, it was a bit of a high. I think that I'm say. thinking that's yeah. a big celebration. Well, yeah. congratulations on Thank that. You. Thank you. And I have a wacky question. Are you ready right. for my wacky yeah. one? Please. Do you have any weird scars? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any weird scars? Actually, I don't really have any weird scars. You've no. gotten through life without any weird scars. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I'm I'm more spend too much time in my own head instead of <laughs> instead of challenging no, my body. No outdoors, or, no well, surfing yeah, or skateboarding. Or. Yeah, well, I did that, but I I think I realized at some point that that was more dangerous for my body than 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 I assumed. I, you know, one thing I do want to kind of mention is, um, so I, I talked about you know having four four kids and and want to see a world where they they can they can right. make me strong, but a lot of people. They see all this stuff and they're going like, well, what can I do? This is too big. This is bigger than what I can do. Yes. So I didn't talk about this product, but we're trying to develop a product line. Um, and we've that's that didn't come out of our labs. That's licensed from the University of California. And and what it does is it it changes plants in a single way in a with a single base change, very, very small change. But that change actually allows the plant to pull CO2 out of the atmosphere much more than it would. Okay. And then push, turn it into sugars and push that through and, and put it out into the roots. Oh, wow. Which is a cool thing that it can do. And we said this is a really amazing technology and it fits in with what we are trying to do. The thing that's important is that because the, the gene is conserved, you can probably get the grasses like you have in your lawn or that are on a soccer That's pitch. That's what I was going to ask. Like, can, and, and so the idea could, would be, you know, now we're, again, we're, we're, we're many years away from this. Right. would be that you could go to your local store, buy grass seed, and do something about the climate in that it would pulling CO2 out of the atmosphere, and it would be putting it into your soil and enriching your soil at the same time. So it does the same thing our microbes do, but it's plants. The, and imagine every soccer pitch, every baseball field, Everything that every every park right. would be pulling CO two out of the atmosphere and putting it into the soil to enrich the soil. And then our lawns would be doing something better than what they do right now. Exactly. You know, right now they're just like, oh, I have to have this pretty lawn, put a bunch of chemicals on it, and instead we would be actually helping the environment with our lawn. I love that idea because yeah. Americans are extremely obsessed with lawns. I actually went. When I, I was in Canada one time and one of their museums had an entire, their whatever the traveling show was at that time was about America's obsession with lawns. lawns. I thought, yes. yeah, that's us, you know. <laughs> um, I would love that our lawns were doing something good for yeah. us, though. I, that's an, that is incredible. So it's like something that hopefully anyone could just buy. 
Exactly. And and at least you'd feel like I'm, I'm not just passively hoping this changes. I can right. start doing something about it. Uh, I, the plan is to get this into crops and then you can choose to say, I, I want to buy food that goes in this method that actually pulls CO2 out of the atmosphere instead of, right. And so we, you know, there's a cool. lot to prove out in terms of what we're trying to do, but that's the vision. So this show is all about kindness, which is what you are doing. And, and you know, it's your passion to do right for the earth and for your children and mm -hmm. everybody else's children. Um, have you just top of mind kind of kindness, something you've witnessed, you've received, you've given, What's uh -huh. your top of mind kindness to share with us? Um, wow, that's a great question. Um, well, well, so so you've taken me. So I'm I'm a one track person, and so now you've taken me out of yeah. My, that's what I do. <laughs> taken me out of my normal things. So I, I so so um, my my uh, my youngest. Um, was involved with um, feeding a homeless shelter before the pandemic. And so we would go down every week and, uh, or sorry, once a month for about, a, about two years or so to do that. Um, and small effort on, on our part, you know, we just go down there, help, we bring some food and, and, and feed some folks. The, the person who organized it had been doing this for 30 years, right? Right. And his family did that. That was what that was what they did. That was oh just part gosh. of their family and how their family right. lived. So, so Ted Hauser, um, if you're listening, um, thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted, <laughs> and and your family. It was just like you could see that for us, it was something that we saw that was important to help our our our, our youngest sort of learn about, you know, what does it take. And um, but this was part and parcel of who this family is. And so to kind of see that was. It's really uh, affirming, life affirming, yeah. but it's also changing in terms of how you see, how could I do that better? How could I be more like that? Very much. I love that. That's awesome. And we have a lot of homeless. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of homeless right now. Um, I live downtown and there's a there's a homeless man that's taken up residence in the parking lot next to us. Right. And, um, you know, so I know, I don't know the, about the rest of my loft residence, but every once in a while I pop over there with some food for him. He's usually asleep when I go over. He might think he sleeps in the daytime. So, right, um, right. but there, you know, there are a lot of homeless. So thank you, Ted Hauser and family. Yeah. That's an important thing to do. And that's an amazing kindness. Right. And how cool that you're, did your youngest come up with this? What's your young, what's the kids' names? Tell the kids' names. All right. So you'll, you'll hear a theme. I, I think we just got <laughs> on a roll and we sort of stayed with it. So the oldest <laughs> is Hannah. The next is Miriam. Uh, the third is Noah. And the youngest is Seth. Gotcha. I like it. Yeah. And so did Seth decide this is what he wanted to do or? Yeah. It, so Seth wanted to do something with, um, you know, part of his, so as part of his bar mitzvah, it was to, to do something good. And as the, the, the portion itself, he's, he uh, tried to um, do something that, that fit in with that part of the Torah portion that he was reading. Gotcha. Right. Good job, Seth. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been so enlightening. I'm so excited about your project. Well, thank you. Um, do you have like kind of a, 
idea of when you're going to be able to be like, here it is. Yeah. So we, we hope to be selling the product in 2024. Okay. Um, biotech takes a long time to get there. Um, and uh, so our, we're, we're hoping our first product is able to be sold in the, in the marketplace on farms in 2024 with um, a lot more and increasing in acres over years. The, uh, the second product, the plant product, um, is uh, slated for about 2028. So okay. you have to think that far in the future for these kinds of things. I get it. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You have to do a lot of testing. And, and right. you know, and like you said, what happens in the laboratory now, you've got to test out in the real world and see yeah. how it responds. So yep. how big is your team? Uh, the company is about 20 people right now. Okay. Yeah, it's about 20 folks. And uh, we'll see how it goes in the future. Love it. Love it. Very Thank you for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I love it. And thank you for what you're doing in our world. Thank you. I can't wait to see what happens. Yep. For everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Thanks for listening. Go spread kindness. Love you all.